The Neptune pub has been the home of the Rams fans for nearly 25 years. Oh, and a chance for Maria once more! He's done it! Offering return travel to home games and coach travel to most away games. It's the perfect place to get in the mood for a Rams game. It's Ward against Mojewski. Ward to the byline and still going Jamie Ward. It's a great run and he scored! Jamie Ward with the equaliser! Support the pub that supports the Rams. We are Derby. Right, the, uh, this is actually the hundredth episode of of Talk Derby to me. So, what better way of uh, of celebrating and getting someone who's just had a century himself? See, I don't, I don't just, I don't just pull these out of thin air, Critch. Matt Critchley, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Congratulations on the hundred episodes. Top draw. Uh, still, but, absolutely, uh, yeah. still blagging it, mate. Nah, doing more than blagging it, nailing it. <laughs> How's it been then? How, how have you been? Yeah, good. Obviously, good to get back playing cricket, like competitively these last few weeks, rather than just training and then COVID and whatever. So yeah, been buzzing to get out back on the field and stuff, and even like getting a little bit more back to normal has just been good. Yeah, what a start for you? Yeah, it's got, it's gone pretty well <laughs> these first two games, to be honest. Like, probably couldn't have asked much more, but well, a couple of wins would have been nice rather than four-day draws, like. I think when people you don't really know, you try and explain to them that you've done well, but you only drew. It doesn't really seem to mean as much. Yeah, uh, it's it's hard. How for people that listen, like because obviously Derbyshire had a lead and then you declare. How do you go about like setting the target? Is it discussed or is it the captain and the coach? Like, do you have a like a target in mind that you've got to you want to set? Yeah, you always have half a target in mind, and then it is obviously down to the captain and coach. But they obviously they speak to like the people that have been batting on that wicket for the longest, so like me and Wade, and then we give our opinion. So it's pretty much four or five blokes who don't really know what they're talking about, all trying to come up to a conclusion and then someone guesses. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you sometimes think like it, it, the the last game, you know, maybe if we'd have just set in 50 less, we'd have maybe had another hour at trying to get the extra two wickets, or is it hard to do that? Because obviously it's hindsight, isn't it? Yeah, obviously in hindsight, we probably set them 200 too many. But... <laughs> <laughs> Like, so yeah, hindsight's obviously, yeah, you look back and think that. I think there was a few things we probably would have done differently looking back, knowing not only how it played out, but also what we proactively could have done. Yeah. How would you assess the, the first two games then? How have they been and how have they played? Because I've obviously, I've not seen any of it. I've seen bits on YouTube, but how do you think it's gone so far? Yeah, we've started pretty nicely, to be honest. We've still got quite a young side. And stuff in this new format, we're playing teams that we wouldn't have necessarily played over the last few years, especially in Warwickshire. We played Durham every year that we've got this week, but um, yeah, it's been a good start for everyone, really. I think everyone's contributed somewhere along the line, so that's good. We're playing nicely as a team, and then obviously a few individuals have started well as well, which always is good. But I think when everyone's contributing, it is uh, makes for exciting times, to be honest. I've seen you uh, compared to like Dominic Cork and, and I think um, Griff was it Chris Adams. Um, yeah, they were two Derbyshire legends. Won won trophies at the club and, and been here for a long time. I, I, is that pressure for you or is it just a compliment? Nah, it's no no pressure. Com- getting compared to some of the greats of the game is it? Like <laughs> it's just a bit of an honour, if anything. Like 
I've never really seen them people play, to be honest. They're probably a bit, little bit too old for me. Not sure Corky will like hearing that being the head coach. <laughs> I saw a little bit of him play, to be honest. But um, no, to get compared to like legends like that, it's a privilege rather than anything. You set yourself any goals to like to keep going with it? Is it like to go and be like I read a, an interview earlier and it was to be a match winner? Is that your to take wickets and score runs and try and, and win games for Derbyshire? Is that kind of your target? Yeah, pretty much. I don't set any like number goals or anything like that. There's obviously certain achievements I'd like to do, like I did in the last game, getting 100 and then five wickets in the same game. That was something that I wanted to do at some point in my career. Like, so there's little things like that that I want to do. But yeah, just to try and be as consistent as I can and help contribute to winning games as much as I can, really. That's just the only targets I set myself. Almost two two hundreds in five wickets, wasn't it? Yeah, it should have been. If anything, everyone's on the boundary and then it's a straight one at 60 miles an hour. So <laughs> not, not ideal. And then my mum was on the phone to me like saying, oh, next time you'll be able to do it. And I was like, mm, I'm not sure, mum. This doesn't really yeah. happen too often. <laughs> yeah, there's not very often I'm in that situation scared at 100 and more innings. Is it still weird this year with COVID and stuff? Yeah, a little bit. Like I did pretty well last year, but I didn't get 100. And then when I got 100 against Worcester, like, you want to celebrate, but then no one's there. So it's a bit like, <laughs> oh, OK, I'll just say like thanks to my mates. Um, <laughs> Like you like normally you get like an applause and then when you like when you've done well as a team you'll obviously get a little ripple and stuff. So yeah, it's a bit bit rubbish really, like not having people there and supporting you obviously means you get a lot more like text messages and people online and stuff like that, which is nice. But it's not as good as like it sounds a bit corny, but you can tell you make other people happy when you see the faces, like you do well as a team and you don't really see that, even though everyone's telling you you are and you're doing well. It's always a little bit nicer when you walk off to a nice little applause and you can see the people. Do you think that will give you an edge? Do you know, I think I asked Finn this when, um, do you know, like when you've got a big crowd there or like a crowd there, does it give you like the thing like as a bowler, the extra few mile an hour or that extra bit as a batsman and maybe that extra push over the line, having, it, having the people there in, and which is coming in a few weeks? Yeah, I reckon like it doesn't really affect your skills, but I think, more mentally you want to keep going don't you like you want like especially probably as a fast bowler that bit of adrenaline or like there's a bit more drama to the game and everything because there's people watching and like people going like gasping or clapping or whatever like I know it's fairly quiet at a four-day game generally but there is that little bit more atmosphere that then helps you to bring the performer out in yourself more than rather than just the skills that you have. Mm. What about the, the change in, in the format for County Championship then? Are you uh, a fan? Yeah, I like it. I think, was it you? I did a podcast with a few months ago and saying about how it should hopefully mean it's a level playing field like yeah. for everyone. Like we're all, play and we're all playing against the same teams, well, like in the same competition. Like, so it should mean that like we, we as Derbyshire can prove how good we are compared mm. to every team in the country, not just do well. And then if you don't quite get promoted, it's like, oh, you're still in Division 2. Like, we can now compare ourselves. Well, we play six in a couple of weeks who have been the best side in the country for the last few years. So we can compare our, our skills. And if we do well, no one can take that away from us now, which I think we're all looking forward to. It's a different challenge. Is it exciting to take on, like, Division... Well, what would be Division 1 clubs and, and try and test yourself? Yeah, definitely. I think, like, not only is it the challenge of facing the players with that sort of skill level but it's also a bit refreshing to face different players 
at the same time, like rather than just appreciate what they've been doing uh, in their careers over the last few years, but not necessarily playing against them. I think, like, well, we'll get to play against Alice Cook in a few weeks, but it'll be pretty cool, like playing against players like that and stuff, just an example of them. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely good to test your skills against the best. And then, uh, like, I think if we play, I know Knotts will be in our division, but if we play Knotts next week and say Stuart Broad's playing, like, and you go and get runs, like no one can take that away from you. Like you're getting your, the runs against the best, or if he gets you out, well, he's supposed to get you out. So it's a bit of a hide, <laughs> bit of a win-win in it, really. Like, yeah. If he hits me on the pad, I can say I've got out to Jimmy Anderson and Stuart Broad. So, <laughs> <laughs> have you got a? Do you have a plan when you when you face people like Alistair Cook? We have you got a ball for him. Would you watch him and go right? Well, I'll, uh, yeah, don't obviously don't say because <laughs> not that Alistair Cook listens, but what's uh, like? <laughs> He might do, you never know, while he's on the farm. Yeah. Um, I know what you mean. You do, you do, but I think, like, because you've seen so much of them, like, watching yeah. them on TV, you kind of know how they play and what they do. So, like, you kind of do your analysis whilst enjoying watching. Like, whereas other county players you'll play against a lot and you might see videos, then you kind of know exactly how they play. And yeah, probably just hope they miss a straight one as well. That's always nice. <laughs> <laughs> is it a difficult question to answer, obviously, but do you see it as a young cricketer who's, who's making your way as like a little bit of a, not a shot window, but a, a chance to get yourself out there and make a name for yourself to go? Like if you say you go and get the wicket of Alistair Cook and, and score in 50s and 100s, do you see it as an opportunity to maybe get yourself out there a little bit more? Yeah, definitely. I want to, why not? I think like it happened a few years ago when I didn't, had the greatest year, but got Steve Smith out in the Australia game and like getting players like that out, like people talk about it. So it is definitely pretty cool when you do do it. And if anything, it's something you can look back on in your career and say you not only played against some of the best players, but you also managed to get one over on them, which is always nice. How does it differ? I've always wanted to ask this. How does it differ like batting in a championship game and, and obviously digging in, getting a century and then the one day stuff? Because it's a completely different discipline, isn't it, basically? Yeah. Uh, like the one, the one day stuff, like, and T20 especially, it almost like passes you by before it's even happened. Like, you don't really think about it. You just like kind of see the scoreboard and see the situation or you're more like think about the game as you're waiting because like how the other batters are batting or the other teams bowling really affects how you, especially me batting in the middle order and at the, at the end, affects how I have to play. Whereas in four day, it's kind of more individual, like you can go out and play exactly how you want to play a situation, regardless of whether you're like five for three or 300 for three, like you're still aiming to score as many runs as you can. So like it's a lot more satisfying when you do get a score in that because there's genuinely every part of your game's been tested against fast bowling, spin bowling, swing bowling, like short bowling, full bowling, whatever. Mm. Whereas in one day cricket, sometimes you can just like have a bit of a swing and it comes off. Whereas <laughs> four day cricket's a lot more rewarding and challenging, I think anyway, personally. Yeah, it's if you get the win after four days and you've had to get in, that must yeah. be a special feeling. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully one not too far away because we've been on the good side of two draws. Which like it's a bit emotionally like draining when you get to the end. You've played really well as a team and you don't quite get over the line. Like it's a bit like probably like conceding the last minute winner, last minute uh, equaliser in football when you feel like you should be winning. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the uh, the one day the one day this year we've got two two pretty decent signings to, to say the least. I think one of them that's going to be probably hitting the ball on top of the N two centre, and the other one. 
bowling about 90 mile an hour. You, you were, do you fancy facing him in the nets? Yeah, I think I'll avoid both of them because I watched <laughs> McDermott like hitting people at 100 metres, so I can't imagine he'll be blocking me back too much. And I can't imagine Billy will just be putting him, big Billy Stanlake will just be putting him on the length. So, yeah, two great signings for the club and two players that have done really well over the last few years. So, hopefully they can contribute a lot. But, yeah, I'll, I'd like to test myself against them in the nets and see where I'm up to compared to them. But at the same time, like, might be a bit of a confidence trainer. <laughs> Do you think, is, is that like the little missing bit for Derbyshire maybe because you've got the like the excellent team that's like got to finals day two years ago and got a brilliant team and everyone's got the role but Joe you know that extra bit of like the extra bit of, like overseas quality do you know like having a potential match winner come in is that like yeah. the the extra little bit do you think? Yeah definitely I think you summed it up there as in you're getting two match winners there like mm-hmm. so if we're contributing as a team to win say four or five games if they're them two on their own can win one or two each, like, and then a few of us do it as well. You start winning and start putting yourself in good positions. So, yeah, I think it's a boost not only for like us as a team to have players like that, but also opposition teams looking at you of having some of these players like the dangerous players all the way down off scorecard now when you look at it, which is exciting both fighting and bowling. And some of the young lads like the young got quite a young bowling team attack like Sam Connors, Ben Aitchinson, and won't name everyone, a few of the others, but mm. for them to learn also from these bowlers and also have the confidence to bowl with them and see how they go about it, yeah, I think it's two fantastic signings, really. It's it's funny because we had um, Tony Palladino on and he was talking about when he when he bowled um, with like when you've got a world class bowler at the other end, and sometimes you end up getting wickets the other end because they're trying to score off you because they're not getting anything off. So it, it breeds yeah. that as well, doesn't it? But you can see that as an opportunity to be at the other end and build the pressure. Yeah, definitely. You almost sneak under the radar, like especially. Mm-hmm. I think I'll benefit that from that. Hopefully, with Billy bowling because he's bowling at ninety miles an hour at people's head, and I bowl at fifty miles an hour. So hopefully, they'd like get a bit complacent and just miss them off me. But no, yeah, Tony probably is pretty wise man. Like somebody perfectly there, and he probably did that better than anyone in his career. Like just went about his business, and you seen how successful he was. Pretty much under the radar and probably doesn't get the plaudits that he deserved considering his career is pretty amazing really and it's an honour to have played with someone like that um, but yeah I think that'll definitely happen and with McDermott the same will probably apply back him everyone will have the plans so obsessed by him that they'll might forget about one or two of us others that uh, could do a pretty good job as well You're listening to the Talk Derby to Me podcast sponsored by Connect Red the Derby podcast for Derby people Colleague Box is a Derby-based gifting service that offers customizable, personalized gifts. Delivering nationwide, the gift boxes are ideal for companies to send to colleagues, prospects, suppliers, or clients, or for individuals to send to friends or family. Choose from our collection, or we can create a bespoke box based on your budget, brand, colors, and logos. Colleague Box, connect with colleagues wherever they are. Tony also said that if he was at the start of his career now, then he'd um, he'd probably change his game and be more of a white ball cricketer rather than and how he did because how it, how it is at the minute. Do you is it difficult to be being that player that gets a five uh, five for and a hundred, but then also going and playing in a hundred and and stuff like that? Is it is it difficult to be that versatile? 
obviously it's difficult to answer you because we've not had the hundred yet. But yeah, uh, I I don't think it's personally too difficult. But I think Tony, like if you like, <laughs> no disrespect to Tony, but Tony's skills were very specific to red yeah. ball cricket. Whereas I think being a leg spinner and quite an attacking batsman, like my game is a bit mm. handier throughout like the format. So for me personally, it's not too bad. But I think yeah, that probably does lend it to the lads coming through, like trying to be able to play all forms and be versatile to play all forms. And probably whereas when Tony was young, it was more you specialise in four-day cricket, you want to play test cricket, and then you develop into white ball cricket. It might even be the opposite way around now, whereas young lads come in playing white ball cricket, want to get in T20s, hundreds, ball comps, and then they start learning the skills in four-day cricket. So... Yeah, personally, I don't find it too bad at the moment, but I think this year is a bit easier because we have blocks of games, whereas I think a few of the years, especially when I was really young, when you'd like play two four-day games and then a week of one-day games and then two four-day games, then T20s, like, that was a bit of a nightmare. You didn't really know where you're coming and going and you're like still trying to learn what you do. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to all the different formats this year. Obviously, I was delighted to get picked up in the 100 and stuff and showcase my talent again. Again, with some world-class players and against some world-class players. Did you have to get redrafted this year? Because it was a draft, obviously, last year and in, it never happened because of COVID. But did you, have to yeah. re, did you have to go again and get picked again or did it just carry over? Yeah, you, had to, you could get retained or, yeah, there was a redraft. I didn't get picked up last year in the draft. Uh, so I managed to get picked up this year. So for me, it's worked out perfectly. Like Because I could have got in as a wild card or as a replacement, but... The tournament obviously never went ahead. So, for me, that was the best thing to play out of COVID, personally. But um, I think there was a few other lads that were disappointed. But, yeah, there was a... I think you had three months as a team to retain your players. And then there was a draft end of February, I think. Yeah. And where, where have you ended up? Wales. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, well, fire. So, there'll be some fire emojis flying about on Twitter then when you're uh, oh. doing that. <laughs> Of course there will. A few, a few dragons and a few uh, fire emojis. I have to get my Welsh accent on. Watch Gavin and Stacey again and uh, get all over it. <laughs> uh, have you have you thought about, I mean, you probably have, have you thought about how you might approach the 100? Because it's, I mean, like it's alien to anyone. Or have, is, is, have you ever done anything similar? Uh, no, I've never played a 100 game. Probably closest is obviously T20. But yeah. I'm not quite sure how that will translate. I assume it will just be a more, a quicker version of T20 in the fact like sometimes when you have a few overs where you knock it round or like there's a bit of a, a little bit of a lull, that just won't be there because the quality of players and with it being shorter. So I think it's something I'll start bearing in mind closer to it and probably during the T20 comp for Derbyshire, that's when I'll start thinking about it more because that translates over. I, I think... Um, the four-day comp's a bit alien to the hundred comp. <laughs> trying to think about it too much now. <laughs> yeah, that's a cool. It's a very good point. The only bad thing about you getting drafted is you will miss out on the on a trophy. Yeah, miss out on the boys getting to a Trent Bridge final. I think it is this year, rather than the Lords final. But hopefully they can get to the final. I'll be sat there in the crowd with you. Get on. Yeah. The, get on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to say get on the piss. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, that's well, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, if the boys get to the final, I'll be first one training. <laughs> um, 
in all seriousness, I fancied Arbisham in fifty in the in the one day this year, and I don't because obviously we've got a, we've done well recently in in white ball in, in T Twenty, and we've got a, such a a good uh, squad in, inside in the red ball, and it's kind of in layman's terms, it's kind of a mix between the two, isn't it? And you've got the depth of. I think I, I don't know. I don't know why I've said this on a couple of podcasts. I just really fancy us to do well in it. It seems like our competition. Yeah, I think I think we've got a good chance. I think um, the lads that are coming in, like not are coming in because you never know if they'd have played anyway. But we've got a nice little depth in the squad, and you've obviously got your two overseas added to that as well. I think it's they can both play in the one day comp. Um, I think yeah, we've got a very good side. Obviously, Billy's record in the fifty over comp as captain and opening batsman is pretty phenomenal. Probably as good as anyone's, to be honest, over the last few years. So, when you've got players like that and then, as I say, other star quality players and then probably players that are hungry to, hungry to prove themselves as well and get the opportunities, I think the boys can definitely do very well. What do you think Derbyshire's best format is? It's a tough one. Uh, I, I fancy it was in the four-day stuff. I think we've got a really good mm. balance side. To be honest, like we pretty much tick every box that you would want in a four-day team. Like we have a long batting order, we have plenty of all-rounders, we've got bowlers, we'll have fast bowlers. Now we've got batsmen that score hundreds. Like so, we have got them boxes ticked, and then but then you could say the same for the T20s. Like we've got good death bowlers, like fast bowlers. Like now we've got people that hit it out of the park regularly. Like that we might not have had. We've got like a few spinners, medium paces in the middle, like so. Yeah, fancies for everything. The treble. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. I'll be the treble winners. Incredible. That'd be, that'd be a good year. Bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. Oh, that's when you get your move. Um, what do you think your your best format is? I think it has probably been like white ball cricket the few years earlier in my career, but I think I'm. Slowly going more towards four-day cricket now. I think I can affect, especially with my bowling, like bowling a lot more and taking wickets at the end of games, like and taking fivers. Like I do think I contribute a lot, but I will. It probably would still say it is the shortest form T20. Probably at the moment, it's probably most suited to my skills. Probably that four-day cricket and then fifty overs. Probably would be the last one, which is pretty handy because I have to play it. Like, but. <laughs> I think I could still do a decent job. You fancy opening T20? Yeah, definitely. I'm, like, I don't think I'll be anywhere near it when you got the boys that are coming over, but I'd love to. I'd just swing my, my ring off. <laughs> <laughs> is there anyone we should be watching out for coming through? Because I think, is it, Scrim, is it George Scrimshaw? I've heard his name mentioned and a few good youngsters as well as obviously the big names that are coming in. Is there any, any names we should be looking out for? Uh... Yeah, yeah, George is very good. He's obviously had his injury issues at Worcester, but I think he's a Burton lad anyway, so he's not actually far from, from Derby originally. So um, he's good and be excited when he does get his chance to see how he goes. Uh, I think a few of the other seamers, Sam Connors has been bowling beautifully and he's only 22. I think he's just turned. He's played a few games now. Not a lot of games, but he's played a couple of years. So he's learning and getting better every time. And then I think during the warm-up games there was a few academy lads like young Nephi shape he's about five foot big he looks about 12 but I think he's about, I think he's about 16 17 who got a couple of 50s and like play beautifully and then young Mitchell Wagstaff as well like there's a few lads that are coming through that look pretty impressive youngsters which is always good and then you've always got to look out for the young man Wayne Madsen like 
he's always turns up to the party, don't he? I think he's about 50 now and always like, you can never write him off, runs around like a young man. <laughs> Gee, well, we, I've had this conversation a couple of times with people on here, but just how underrated is Wayne Madsen in, in cricket? Because uh, unlucky maybe not to have had an England call-up in his career. Yeah, definitely. I think, like, you look at what he does and he's like, what other people might struggle with, he's amazing at, like, playing spin, hitting it every way he wants, like, and then when he added, like, when you actually acknowledge the power that he has in his game to hit sixes as well, like, he's just a hell of a cricketer and an athlete, like, he's just pretty much a freak and he is definitely, I think he can count himself and look at it, he's not played international cricket, got to play international sport, playing hockey, but, like, probably could have played international cricket as well, but, yeah, I think, like, he surprises people every time they bowl at him. And I don't know why, because, like, he does it pretty much every game. Like, well, not every game, but he does it season in, season out. Like, and, yeah, he's, like, an unbelievable player to play with. He's been mentioned as, like, well, one of the best players of spin in the country. Have you faced anyone in the bowled to anyone in the Nets who's quite as good at facing spin? No, no. He's tough to bowl, like, in the Nets. He's actually not as bad to roll that in the nets as in the game because he doesn't really sweep in the net. So tries yeah. to hit me miles. So I end up getting, I get him out a few times, like getting his ear a bit. So that actually works out. But so it'll be fun bowling against him in the 100. I think he's at the Manchester team. So I've already started blinding him up about that. Like if I get him out, I'll be running straight past him. <laughs> well, all we need to do is just wait, just wait for him to get the reverse sweep out and just bowl one straight on. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, perfect. I'll listen to it and I'll. Uh, Give you a little sign if I hit him on the shin. Yeah, if, I'll, I'll, come up, I'll come up to Old Trafford and just give it the little, there you go, mate. <laughs> just bowl, what is it, the flipper? Which one's the one that goes yeah. straight on? <laughs> yeah, any of them. Just any of them. I bowl them all in one ball and just hope he misses it. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's been class, mate, as ever. Um, you listen to the podcast occasionally, so I'm going to put you on the spot. I've had 100 episodes. Yeah. Which, which one's been the best? I remember, I don't know if it was a talk derby to me one, or a cricket one with Tony, but when you did one with Tony and Billy, like, yeah. that was one of my favourites early on. Like when you was going through Billy's like football teams, cricket teams, like <laughs> everything. I learned more about two players I played with five years than I knew like before <laughs> I even started. <laughs> hey, Jay, what, Jay, that one. I'm the journalist and podcaster, and they had two professional cricketers on, and they their notes and everything was a joke. Like they were like yeah. they had stats, they had everything. I just turned up and went, "Oh right, yeah, probably this is me one to eleven And they're proper like they put some into. Yeah, that. I remember them like loving it, like especially the football side of it as well. Like <laughs> yeah. Tony is all over it. Yeah, well, mate, we do pass the mic now. I don't know if you've heard um, because no, I've, I'm, I'm running out. Of, I'm running out of people to get on. So yeah, pass the mic to the next person. Great concept. Yeah, I need, oh. I need uh, someone who's probably decent banter or has got a good story to tell in the in the changing room that's not been on. Who's got a good banter? Should I try and get one of the Australian boys on for you when they come over? Stand oh, mate. Who do you want? Uh, both. Right, I'll get them both on for you. I'll get them, I'll get around you've, them. You've said that on the podcast. Yeah, perfect. I think Billy comes first and then McDermott. So I'll try and get, um, I'll try and get both of them on for you. No, I will get both of them on for you. Jake, can you get uh, set it up for me to face Billy in the Nets? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe after COVID stopped. I don't think you're like, in the ground. That's on so many protocols. I'm not being funny, mate. I think COVID's the least of my worries if I'm facing Australia <laughs> fastball at 95 mile an hour. <laughs> I'd love to see it. <laughs> oh, mate, I'll tell you what, what, what we'll do actually is I'll, I'll have an over against you in the Nets when we're allowed. See if I can uh, survive. See if I can survive the over. Yeah. 
sounds good. Not just survive, pit me for six. I might, yeah, I might get the scoop out or something, or we're trying to reverse street yard. Perfect. <laughs> nice one, Chris. I really appreciate your time, mate. Cheers, mate. Congrats good, on the good 100. Luck. Cheers, pal, mate. Hang on. Cheers, got mate. Yeah, I've, got back. Back. Hey, I've got one here. Oh, got everything in the room. Oh. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> cheers, mate. Cheers, pal. See you later. Good luck. Right, Cheers. Thank well. you. Bye. Cheers.